the Woodside Church podcast. So, and please forgive me if I, keep, if I look because I'm used to t- talking and looking and so I will do that. So I'm asking for forgiveness before I even start. Okay, great. So, which one is the odd one out? Remission, mercy, clemency, retaliation, absolution. Which one is the odd one out? Yes, we have some scholars there. Yeah? Four. Which one is four? Retaliation. Interesting. Judith, give, give the sweet. Any other answer? <laughs> Any other answer? Yeah? Mercy. Mercy. Interesting. Judith, give the sweet. Any other? <laughs> Okay, so we have two confident people, and the answer is retaliation. So you were right, the answer is retaliation. Now, why is the answer retaliation? Because remission, mercy, clemency, and absolution are all synonyms. They mean the same word, which is what? Forgiveness, and retaliation is the opposite of forgiveness. That is the antonym of forgiveness. So you now know the rules of the game. So the second question, Which one is the odd one out? Transgression, fall from grace, rectitude, thought, iniquity. Which one is the odd one out? Come on, yeah? Rectitude. Okay, great. Give that sweet out. Any other? Any other? I'm not saying right or wrong. Anybody want to try? Come on, you get a sweet. You try it and get a sweet. Great. Okay, so the answer is three, and that is correct. Yes. Okay, so transgression, fall from grace, thought, iniquity, they all mean sin. And they are all synonyms, and the opposite or antonym is rectitude, which means righteousness. Okay, so that brings us to our topic for today. And our topic for today is forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Shall we pray? Father Almighty, We pray today that you help us to understand your word. Turn our heart of stone into a heart of flesh. Give us a deeper understanding of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we started a series on the Lord's Prayer. The first session was uh, when Ron told us how not to pray. Then Zach also told us about our father. And with Zach's uh, preaching, I, stood, I sat there and it touched me because I have a link with that word, our Father. Stuart told about, hello be our name, your name, how holy our God is, and how holy his name is. Ensign also talked about, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Ivy yesterday talked about what? Give us this day our daily bread. And today, we are going to look at forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. We are going to look at three questions which are going to help us to understand it. The first question is, who do we ask for forgiveness from? The next one is, how often do we ask for forgiveness and forgive others? The third is, why is it important to ask for forgiveness. Now, who do we ask for forgiveness from? We ask for forgiveness from who? God. Now someone will ask, 
why do I need to ask for forgiveness from God? Because God already knows me. He knows my heart. He knows that I've already repented. Either that, I'm sorry. He knows that I'm sorry. But his word says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just, and he will forgive us our sin, purify us from all unrighteousness. So even though he knows he wants us to do what? Confess our sins. So we ask for forgiveness from God in obedience to his word. Psalm 103 verse 12 says that, as far as the east is from the west, that is how far God will remove our sins from us. So when we go to God for forgiveness, we do not have to worry about rejection because he's already forgiven us. His son Christ came and died for us, so our sins are forgiven. So there is no fear of rejection that, now I'm going to God, I'm going to ask for forgiveness. I did this thing last week. I tried, but I did it again. Is God going to forgive us? He's already promised us that he will forgive us. But he has told us to ask for forgiveness, and so we do as he has asked us to. Who again do we ask for forgiveness from? We ask for forgiveness from others. Proverbs 28:13 says, "Whoever conceals his sin and thus not will not prosper, but who confesses and renounces sins have mercy." So when we confess our sins, we ask for forgiveness, we get what mercy with others. But asking for forgiveness is not an easy thing. Who among us here think it's easy? It's, it's not. I mean, there are some challenges that come along with it. Apology, asking for apology is hard. Um, you have to let go of your pride and you have to be humble. And letting go of our pride, it's, it's only a few people that have that gift, I have to say. Um, so it's a conscious effort to go and ask for forgiveness and put outside your pride. When you wrong someone, the last thing on your mind is going to ask for forgiveness. Because most of the time, you think the person has also, what, sinned against you, or the person has also done something against you. However, we are being called to love and to forgive. Sometimes asking for forgiveness can be as simple as a text message. And that is it. I'm sorry. I promised you that I'll come and help you pack your things and I forgot totally. I'm sorry. Test me up. Or sometimes a phone call is hard. Yes, um, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Sometimes it's not as simple as that. Sometimes it means changing your actions, whatever you did, so that you don't do it again. And then you do what? You ask for forgiveness. People may not always be gracious about accepting your apology. Have you realized that sometimes you've done something wrong and you go to the person and say, look, I'm really sorry about what I did. The person said, it's okay, I don't want to hear about it. Almost closing the door on you there. But it is not our work to force someone to forgive us. But Christ asks us to ask for forgiveness and he will do the rest. Okay. We also have to forgive ourselves. So remember that first question is, who do we ask for forgiveness from, from God, from others, and ourselves? Romans 8.1. 
There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. When you ask for forgiveness, believe it, he has forgiven you. So if the almighty God has forgiven you, why? Why are you not forgiving yourself? He has, because his word is true. Because not forgiving yourself, most of the time depresses us, put us in the form of prison, because we think everybody hates us. That's not the case. He has forgiven us because his word is true. So we need to learn how to forgive ourselves. Pray to God. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes you feel you've disappointed others. Sometimes you even feel you've disappointed yourself because you said you wouldn't do that again. But you know something. The Almighty God knows we live in a fallen world. The things around us don't all go the way we want. Sometimes you are driving your car, you've put the gospel music on, you are in the spirit, you're worshiping God, and another driver just make a maneuver right in front of you, and you even forgot you are worshiping God and say something. <laughs> Doesn't it happen to us all the time? You didn't plan to sin, and that's it. And you said, ah, but I said I won't do it again. Yes. We are in the fallen world. It doesn't all depend on you. One day, when we go to God, when we go to heaven, where there is no sin, no rejection, no pain, there will be no forgiveness because there will be no sin. We will be purified by Christ. And so we have to learn to forgive ourselves because he has. Now, our second question is, How often should we ask for forgiveness or forgive others? How many times do we go to God for forgiveness? I mean, for me, I think it's many times because I'm almost sometimes, even the way you look at people, I talk a lot with my eyes. I mean, when you do something I don't like and my kids will know and Joel will go, mom, don't look at me that way. And sometimes the eyes is even worse than talking and I'm sure Phyllis doesn't like it as well too. And sometimes when I do it, I know, no, this one was the other way around. I ask for forgiveness. Okay? So how often? As often as we can. And when we repent and we acknowledge our sins against God, it also helps us to know that we are reliant on God. When we go to God and ask for forgiveness, none of us is perfect. And the fact that we realize that we are sinning every day and we are asking for forgiveness every day, it makes us know that we are reliant on God. And so when someone sins against you or faults you and they ask for forgiveness, you forgive them because we are all in the same ship. We all fault each other, we fault God. And that's why God is saying that as many times as he's forgiven us, we have to forgive others. Let's look at Matthew 18, 21 to 22. I love Peter. He liked questions. He, if you look at the disciple, he was one person who was asking questions and answering his questions before Jesus could even answer. So let's look at Peter here. Peter came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me and I will forgive him? He does a thing, as many as seven times. So he's asking God, he's giving the answer. Then here Jesus said, I do not say seven times, but 70 times seven. 
How many of us can do that counting? So for instance, I come in here, I smiled at Hassan, and Hassan doesn't smile at me. Hassan, you've faulted me, one. And then two, I meet him, I go to Hassan, Hassan is eating curry during the world picnic, and I say, can I have him say, that's the last one, Joyce, I can't. Hassan, you sin against me, too. And how can we do that? Continuously counting. We cannot count. In effect, Jesus was telling Peter, just forgive. Now, the students here, what is 70 times 7? Come on, do the math. Students, do you have the sweet ready? Yeah? Pardon? 490. Interesting, yeah? 490. Okay, so the answer is 490, you know. Uh, you are not supposed to tell a student that they are wrong. You demoralize them. So I, don't, I normally say interesting when I finish. I, everybody's answer is interesting. And then when I finish, I try to uh, explain to you what the right answer is. Interesting. <laughs> okay, so we are supposed to forgive um, each other 490 times. Can you count? One person sin against you. Now, if you are here and you have a book and you're recording and someone is on 489, please see the elders and let's pray for you because one more chance, one more chance for that person to get what? Forgiveness, okay? Thank you. Um, then the next one is, I want you to, this one, everybody has to do a job. Yes. I want you to look at the person next to you and here I want you to say, Ask the person, is there a person you need to forgive 70 times 7? What number are you on? <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Yeah, okay, great. Okay, so I believe that if, you, if there is a person you have to forgive 70 times, 7 times today, by the time you're going out from here, you'll be willing to forgive that person. Okay. All right. Now, this brings me, when I said that when um, Zach was speaking about our father, um, and it's very sensitive, I hardly talk about it. Around the age of six, my dad walked out on us. Um, the only reason was uh, my mom was told by the doctor she cannot give birth anymore. My mom had two daughters, and my dad was rich, and he said my mom couldn't give him a meal to carry the name forward. And so that was it. Our crime was that we were female, and that was it. Um, my dad's name was a household name. Everybody knew about it. Everybody considered us as the rich man's daughter, but to be honest, he didn't spend a penny on us. But we never spoke about it, and everybody saw us in the society as well. You don't have a problem. I did have a problem because my mom was struggling too. She did everything to make sure that we got the education we want so that the society did. But nobody knew we never talked about it. And for me, God has been my father through and through. And I have to say, even through that, I never felt the emptiness that there was no real dad. Um, and the church was my second home. I remember at the age of eight children's service, there was one particular teacher, and I remember her name, she was Priscilla. She was so engrossed in forgiveness that every time she kept on saying, if you don't forgive, God will not forgive you, so forgive, forgive, and one of the things that she kept on saying that before, do not let the sun set on your anger. So before I went to bed every day, before I slept, I looked at it and said, who am I angry with? The sun is setting on my anger, and I pray and ask for forgiveness, and that, that was it. 
So this father of mine, look, he was rich, was traveling around the world, women. He married how many? Three women, none of them could give him a child. And so we still remain his only children. But after many years, I finished university, I'm married, and one day I had a phone call. Hello. And there is a young man on the phone. I say young man because every man is a young man. Every one of you here is a young man, you know? So no matter your age. And he calls and says, my name is, I am your father. Someone I've not heard over 30 years from that. I'm your father. I said, okay. He said, I want to meet you. I said, my, my dad is someone, because of money, he feels he has the whole world in his hands. So that authority, okay. So I arranged my sister and myself. To, to be honest, my sister and myself always joke that, ah, well, God knows why he made our father work, because if he was around, he would spoil us so that we can't make anything out of our life. So we actually, yes, we make jokes with it. And then we met. We, it was easy, because we never felt his emptiness. We forgave him. But it was until... After a month ago, I had a call and he went. He forgot to call me on my birthday. Wow, this man. I mean, I haven't had heavy birthday for you for all my life. You haven't called. Then your first time trying to patch up things, you asked me that I haven't. So I said, sorry, please, I don't know your birthday. When is your birthday? I said, so happy birthday. But another man, why haven't you called me to check on me? To be honest, at that point, I started getting angry. But I thought I had forgiven. But when he was coming closer and asking for the things he thinks he deserves, I started feeling the anger, and I knew I needed God's help to help me. How many times do we just walk over things that we, have, we think we have forgiven? Is it because it's further away and we don't see it? We think we have forgiven. I know I, I, I know I have forgiven him. But when he came around asking for things, I realized that there is a bit of it that I haven't forgiven and I have to go. So here, we have to ask for forgiveness all the time. I always tell my kids, it is not you I'm accepting it. It's the behavior you are portraying that upsets me. So if we have that in mind, that it's not the person that we should be upset, it's the behavior, it is very easy to word, forgive. Okay. Now here, why is it important to forgive? As simple as that. God wants us to forgive in obedience to his word. Now this brings us to the parable of the unforgiving servant. It's a long passage, so I'm going to summarize it, and then we're going to look at the last two. So there was this um, master who had a lot of servants. These servants owned him, owed him, and he decided that he wants to fix his book, his account. So he called all his servants and said, okay, now everyone needs to pay me. If you do not pay me, I'm putting you into prison. So he called the first servant. The first servant came in and said, you, need, you owe me this much. You need to pay me, else you're going behind bars. The servant begged and begged the master to forgive him. The master had pity and mercy and forgave the servant. So he was happy, he went out. Outside, he met another servant, I would say co-servant, who owed him as well. So he saw him say, hey you, you have to pay me. He said, I do not have money. He said, no, you have to pay me, I mean, so this co-servant also begged and said, please have pity on me, give me time, I will 
pay back. He said, no way. He handed the co-servant to the jailer steward, jailed him until he can pay. So the other servants saw it, and they were amazed. You have just been forgiven by our master. So went back to their master and said, master, this is what this person has done. After you forgave him, he decided not to forgive the other. And this is what happened. Then his master summoned him and said to him, you wicked servant, I forgive you all your debt because you pleaded with me. And should you not have had mercy on your fellow servants, as I've had mercy on you? In anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he had paid all his debt. So also our heavenly father will do to every one of us if we do not forgive our brothers from our heart. And this is self-explanatory. He forgives us. He expects us to forgive. And when it's too difficult to do, follow the order, go to the altar and finish off our faith. The Holy Spirit is there to help us. We cannot do it all by ourselves. He is there to support us and he will help us. Look at the church. Just look around. Turn and look around. We are all from different places. We are all from different places. We have different mannerisms. We have different way of doing our things. I have to tell you, if three Africans meet in this room and you're outside and they're happy, you think you have 100 people here. Because when we are happy, we are loud. We shout and we, we are loud. And you will know that we are here. But you might also be the person who will not like too much noise, which I understand because my husband is like that. He's very quiet. I'm noise all over the place. Yes, but I do understand that. But you know something? The blood of Jesus that came, bought all of us. Now, everyone here is a child of God. We've been forgiven. That makes us siblings, you know. I'm your sibling, yeah? And if you look at sibling rivalry in the house, they fight today, the next day they are playing. That's how God wants us. And as Connie brought the word, he, God wants us in this family to forgive each other because we are all children of God and he has forgiven us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Then Matthew 18, 15, that's also looking at the church. It says, if a believer sins against you, go privately to him and point out his offense. If the other listens and confesses, you have won your brother back. Sometimes someone faults you, you don't even know that the person has faulted you, and the person is running around happily, and <laughs> you are angry, and you are everything. They don't even know. So the Bible says, I go to them privately, and you realize that they didn't intend to. So don't just walk away and be angry with unforgiven her. Okay. Okay, I'm on five, so I'm trying to make sure that I can see that. Now, here, what do we see? Look hard. You sure? Yeah. What do we see? Green dot. Great answers. Yes. So when God, because Jesus died for us, this is how he sees us. Blemish. No sin. We are actually being cleansed by the blood of Jesus that we do not have sin and he's bought us with his blood. You said you can see a dot, a green dot. What about the white space around it? Can you see that one too? 
Yes, and the white space is more than the green dot. And most often when people wrong us, we see that, the blemish, the mistake, than the good things that they have done with us. I get very sad when you see friends who have been friends for more than 25 years, and one thing happens. They don't remember everything. They just remember this. Christ wants, as he sees us like that, that when someone faults us, we should forgive so that this turns that. Remember, there is a lot of good things around there, not just this. Okay. The other important reason why we have to forgive is that it is healthy for us. Now, when I was, t- I was preparing, I looked. In fact, scientists are looking for the science behind forgiveness because they've realized that many at times people who easily forgive do not get into the risk of depression, anxiety, self-harm, and they are looking for. In fact, the University of Stanford, Dr. Luskin, he has written a book which talks about forgiveness being a medicine for good health. God wants us to forgive. He knows everything, and he knows how good it is for us. He says, I wish above everything that you be in good health. That, so he wants you to forgive so you be in good health. Now, let's be honest with ourselves. If you are angry and you are not forgiving, have you realized that you feel confined? You yourself, you are not happy. It's like you're in a prison. The moment you forgive, you feel free. Released. So even though you have forgiven, you think you're forgiving the person, you release yourself of the bondage. And because God knows that is good for our health, he wants us to forgive. Okay? Um, and uh, because I want us to listen to uh, a video, I will look at this. There are lessons that we've learned from today. Before I go on to that, in our society today, forgiveness is almost not there. When someone does something, they have to pay for it. It's true, sometimes. But God says we should make room for mercy. Mercy. Just as we want him to forgive us. So let's not be like the unbelievers whereby you've done it, you have to pay. I said, room, forgive. Let us make that a priority and forgive. So our lessons for today. Who do we ask for forgiveness from? Are you with me there? Yep. We ask for forgiveness from who? God. Can anybody tell me? Ourselves and others. Good. When and how often should we ask for forgiveness or forgive others? All the time, so far as we are going to God for forgiveness. Good. Is forgiveness easy? Nah. You need self-determination. You need God's help. Why is it important to forgive? It's an act of obedience to God. It is healthy. It improves our relationship with God and man. We are going to go enter into a time of prayer. And we are going to ask God to help us to forgive. Whichever way, if you want to say, if you want to stand, but let's start praying that God forgive us and help us to forgive. 
And if you've sat here and you've just prayed to God to forgive you, God wants you to know that he has forgiven you and you forgive yourself. So if you, have, you are someone who hasn't forgiven yourself, pray now and ask God to help you and make a conscious effort to forgive yourself because he has forgiven you. Shall we pray? Father, help us to love the unlovable just as you loved us on the cross. That you were spat on, they dragged you on the street, you were nailed and you said, Lord, forgive them for they do not know what they do. We ask that you will help us to have the spirit from you, the spirit of forgiveness, Lord. We commit ourselves into your hand. We pray that even as we've gathered here, if there is anybody out there who is struggling with forgiveness and is holding the person as a prisoner, Lord, may your spirit touch the person as you are touching us. To you, God, be the glory, honor, and praise. Amen. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.